Chapter Nine of Rose Mather: A Tale by Mary Jane Holmes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Nine: The Rebel and the Yankee. Bill Baker was awake at last, and from his hiding place had seen Captain Carleton and Isaac disappear beneath the trees in the distance. They are goners, he muttered to himself. Won't that snapdragon of a widow be mad though when she hears how they'd got Ike? Poor Ike i'd help him if i could but take no use interferin' now and with this reflection bill turned his attention toward the stranger watching him for several minutes first to decide his politics and second to calculate his probable strength the soldier was at least a head taller than bill who nevertheless far exceeded him in strength of muscle and power of endurance i can manage him was bill's contemptuous comment and feeling in his pocket for the strong cord rose mather had bound round his paper parcel of turnovers and cheese he prepared to spring upon his foe in the rear and take him by surprise the cracking twigs betrayed him and changing his tactics he walked directly in front of the astonished young man who with heightened colour haughtily demanded what he was doing there and whether he were a friend or foe what am i doing here bill repeated sticking his cap a little more to one side and half shutting one of his wicked grey eyes kinder peekin round to see what i can find be i friend or foe you must be green to ask that don't you recognize my regimentals made after the cut of uncle sam siled some to be sure but then i've been at a dirty job been lickin just such scamps as you now then corporal seein i answered you civil what are you doin here you won't answer me hey he continued as the stranger deigned him no other reply than a look of ineffable disdain wall then if you're so afraid of your tongue s'posin we try a rassle rough and tumble you know and the one that gets beat is t'other's prisoner that's fair as these dead folks will witness and bill's glance for the first time fell upon the bodies lying near them upon charlie's childish face with the golden curls clustering around it the sight touched a tender chord in bill and forgetting for a moment his new acquaintance he bent over the drummer boy murmuring poor child your folks are to have been ashamed to let you come to war now was the rebel's time he felt intuitively that he was no match for the thick-set brawny bill safety lay alone in flight and with a sudden bound he fled like a deer nuff said dropped from bill's lips and the next instant he too was flying through the woods in pursuit of the foe it proved an unequal race and bill's strong arms ere long closed like a vice around the struggling soldier who resisted manfully until resistance was vain and then suddenly stood still while bill fastened his hands behind him with the cords unwittingly furnished by rose mather don't squirm so corporal bill said as he bound the knot securely with his knee upon the back of the stranger whom he had thrown upon his face don't squirm so like an eel and i'll be done the quicker i calculate to tie you so you can't get away and you may as well hold on got kinder delicate hands hain't you never done nothin i guess but lick niggers and shoot your betters there you may stand up now if you want to the young man struggled to his feet saying proudly what do you intend doing next sir what do i intend doin bill replied with imperturbable gravity i intend leadin you by the string inter camp and showin you up for twopence a sight what do you suppose i intended doin the young man made one more desperate struggle to free himself but the twine only cut into his flesh making the matter worse so he finally submitted to his fate and suffered bill to take him where he listed 
bill was in no hurry to get to camp he rather enjoyed being alone with his prisoner and leading him to a little thicket he made him sit down and placing one of his feet upon him he began to ask him innumerable questions what was his name where did he come from what company was he in and so on to none of which did the stranger vouchsafe a reply with a haughty look upon his handsome face he maintained a rigid silence while bill continued needn't talk unless you want to speech is free with us you know but seein you won't tell who you be maybe you wouldn't mind hearing my genealogy it'll make you feel better mabby to know my reputation and standin in society corporal did you ever hear of a yankee a real live mudsill yankee such as southern gentlemen feel above fightin with well i'm that critter what do you think of me take me as a hull the stranger groaned in disgust and bill continued them cords hurt you i guess like enough i'll ease em up a trifle if you say so i ain't hard-hearted if i be rough as a nutmeg grater shall i loosen em so's not to hurt them soft baby hands of yourn thank you sir i don't mind it in the least was the soldier's answer though all the while the coarse twine was cutting cruelly into the tender flesh this bill suspected and muttering to himself good grit if he is a rebel he went on considerable top lofty ain't you corporal and as chaps of your cloth like to meet with their equals i'll go on with my history i was born in massachusetts not over a day's ride from boston ever been to boston no answer from the stranger save a heightened colour and bill proceeded tall old town got a smashin monument out to charlestown heard on it i suppose as i take it some of you southern dogs can read wow father died in state's prison down there to charlestown and then we moved to rockland the old woman hal and me hal's lyin up there where the hottest of the fight took place and i'm here tormentin you by telling you my character i've been to the workhouse twice i have i swan once for gettin drunk and once for something else a good deal wuss how do you feel now and bill leered wickedly at the young man who seemed bent on keeping silence only the expression of his face told the extreme contempt he felt for his companion and how it did wound to the quick one of his nature to be held a prisoner by such as william baker but there was no help for it he must submit to be taken to washington by the despised bill and then oh how his heart sank within him as he thought what then was there no method of escape couldn't he get away or better yet couldn't he hire bill to let him go strange he had not thought of this before yankees were proverbially avaricious and almost every man had his price he could try at all events and unbending his dignity he inquired what bill would ask to let him go what'll i ask repeated bill placing both feet instead of one upon his prisoner i don't know let's dicker a spell and see what'll you give and where do you keep your traps in my pockets the unsuspecting soldier answered there's my watch and chain worth over three hundred dollars phew whistled bill his face lighting up instantly while hope crept into the stranger's heart a gold watch worth over three hundred let's see the critter you forget that my hands are tied the stranger suggested so they be but mine ain't and the next moment bill was holding to his ear an elegant parisian watch and asking if the stranger were positive sure it cost more than three hundred dollars 
i had an old pewter thing that i ginned a mother he said and this concern just comes in play it's mine you say if i'll let you cut stick and run yes sir i give you that in exchange for my liberty wall now kind o generous ain't you but i want you should fling in something to clinch the bargain a chap of your cloth is of more value than three hundred what else have you got corporal and laying the watch carefully upon the grass bill's hand a second time sought the stranger's pocket bringing out an expensive and exquisitely wrought quizzing-glass well now if these ain't the curiousest spectacles he exclaimed i'll just see how a reb looks through em and adjusting them to his eyes bill walked demurely around his prisoner and then standing at a little distance inspected him minutely as if he had been some curious monster hanged if i can see in em but mabby they'll suit the old woman to hum he said placing the glass beside the watch and adding watch and spectacles ain't enough corporal what more have you got ain't there a ring on one of your hands yes a costly diamond was the faint response and bill ere long was trying in vain to push it over his large joints it don't fit me but i guess twill my gal when i get one he said laying that too with the watch and eyeglass a silver tobacco-box and handsome cigar-case followed next the stranger groaning mentally as a faint suspicion of bill's real intentions crossed his mind there remained now but one more article the dearest of all the young rebel possessed and the perspiration started from every pore as he felt the rough hand again within his pockets and he knew he could not prevent it oh no 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 not that spare me that do not open it please and the haughty tone was changed to one of earnest supplication as bill drew forth a small daguerrean case and placed his dirty thumb upon the spring something in the stranger's voice made him pause a moment but anything like delicacy of feeling was unknown to the rough bill and the next instant he was feasting his rude gaze upon the features which the rebel youth had guarded almost religiously even from his equals in camp how beautiful that girlish face was with its bright laughing eyes and soft chestnut curls falling in such profusion around the childish brow and upon the smooth white neck even bill was awed into silence while a feeling of bewilderment crept over him as if he had seen that face before and mingled with this feeling came remembrances of that last day at home when fair hands which ere he was a soldier would have scorned to touch such as he had waved him an adieu you he whistled at last ain't she pretty though you're a sweetheart i guess and he leered at the stranger who made him no reply only the lips quivered and in the dark eyes there was a gathering moisture but when bill asked may i have this too if i'll let you go the stranger answered promptly never i'll die a thousand deaths before i'll part with that liberty is not worth that price give me back the picture and i'll go with you willingly wherever you please do give it back he added in an agony of fear as bill continued gazing at it and making his remarks can't a feller look at a gal on glass if he wants to i wouldn't hurt the little critter if i could as well not so you won't give her to me nor tell me who tis neither stranger said the rebel have you no feelings of refinement nary feelin and bill shook his head but did not withdraw his eyes from the picture well then have you a wife nary wife nobody would have bill baker nor sister nary sister but a dead one that i never seen nor mother 
you surely have a mother and the soldier's voice shook with strong emotion you've got me there and bill's eyes turned upon his prisoner i have a mother and you ought to hear the old gal take on when she comes home from washin from miss martha's or some of the big bugs and finds hal dead drunk on the trundle bed and me not a great sight better handsome old gal one of the kind that don't wear hoops but every time she steps takes her gown up on her heels you know the rebel groaned aloud there was no tender point upon which his captor could be touched and the tears rained over his handsome face as he begged of bill to give him at least the ambrotype it's the only thing which has prevented me from being a perfect villain he said it has kept me from the wine-cup and from the gambler's den pity it hadn't kept you out of the southern army was bill's dry response and the stranger answered eagerly i wish it had i wish it had please give it back and i'll swear allegiance to the veriest minion in lincoln's train i never thought no great of a turncoat bill replied closing the case and still holding it in his hand if you're a southern dog stay so not go to barkin on both sides we don't want no traitors honest though corporal where was you born there's a kind of natural look in your face as if i'd seen it afore and bill laid the ambrotype upon the grass but with regard to his birthplace the stranger was non-committal and bill continued if i let you go you'll give me the watch willingly willingly and the spectacles yes oh yes and the glass bead ring yes everything but the picture don't be so fast bill rejoined i'll get to that bime by watch spectacles glass bead ring to barker box and this other thingamabob but not the picture if i'll let you go and you'll go with me to washington and be showed up like a caravan if i'll give you the picture them's the terms as i understand yes the stranger gasped a shadow of hope stealing into his heart alas how soon it was erased by bill's continuing yankees ain't generally very green we can make you southern bloods by wooden cowcumber seas any time of the day and do you s'pose i'm going to let you off at any price no sir if you go to war you must take the chances of war i ain't a-goin to hurt you and i'll ease up them strings if you say so but corporal you're my prisoner and these traps laying his hand upon the various articles upon the grass these traps picture and all i confiscate as contraband how do you feel now and bill coolly pocketed his contrabands all save the watch which he adjusted about his neck there was a fierce storm of tears and sobs and wild entreaties and then the poor discouraged soldier was still his white face wearing again its look of cold haughty reserve and his whole manner indicative of the aversion he felt for the vulgar bill upon whom the feeling was entirely lost for though bill knew the proud southerner felt above him he could not appreciate the feelings which made the young man shrink from him as from a loathsome reptile bill had no intention of treating him cruelly and as by this time the night shadows were creeping into the woods he sought out a drier and more sheltered spot and bade his prisoner sleep while he sat by and watched it seemed preposterous that the stranger should sleep under so great excitement but human nature could endure no longer without rest and when at last the stars came out they shone down upon that tired soldier sleeping upon the grass with bill sitting near and watching as he slept 
there were visions of home and of the battle too it would seem mingled in the young man's dreams for he talked sometimes with his mother asking her to forgive her boy and take him back again to her love then he was pleading for another a captive it would seem asking that naught but the best of care should come to the wounded officer and then the picture flitted across his mind for he held converse with the original and bill listening to him muttered twas his gal or sister sure i'm sorry for him i vum but hanged if i'll give it up it's contraband according to war he needn't have joined the army and so the weary night wore on the deep stillness of the virginia woods broken occasionally by the shouts of riders as they passed by in search of whatever there was to find once as the shouts came near the soldier started up but ere the scream for help had passed his lips bill's hand was laid firmly upon them and bill himself whispered fiercely one yelp and i gag you with the handkerchief the old woman took from her pocket and gin me the mornin i come from home she takes snuff too the old woman does there was a gesture of disgust and then the stranger became quiet again while the shouts died away in the distance and were not heard again that night the morning broke at last and just as it was growing light bill aroused by the falling rain from the slumber into which he had inadvertently fallen awoke his prisoner and led him safely through the pickets of the enemy without encountering a human being they were a strange-looking couple and when on the following day they reached washington they attracted far more attention than the prisoner desired for he shrunk nervously from the curious gaze fixed upon him refusing to answer all questions as to his name or birthplace and appearing glad when at last he was relieved from bill's surveillance and led to his prison home End of chapter nine